0: Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, drop a comment, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I am Anthony. Toch, you always joined. say
3: "top-rated sportsbook app," like it's like like you say it really soft and kind. You want me to say it with more oomph next time. Top-rated sportsbook
0: chest? app. Top-rated sports there you app. go there you go joined up. as always uh, by the band of misfits sean Depaz to my right we got shane dieffenbach and we've got a special guest today we've got doug holler of the athletic doug we tried to get you in on monday but uh <laughs> so some life stuff happens with a water heater correct yeah um yeah it's it's a very boring story but <laughs> yeah puddle
1: water growing uh garage even more water time to get the water heater
0: replaced mm. oh, man. Well, we got a lot to talk about today <laughs> ASU football um, nothing short to talk about there mm-hmm. there's always a lot of interesting storylines just over the course of over the course of spring I know we chatted a little bit but just what did you see um, both good and bad from ASU football this spring
1: the best part I thought was the just the team spirit and normally that's kind of a cliche day one everyone's happy um you know Brotherhood all that but usually by the by practice 12 13 14 everyone just wants to get out of there mm-hmm. um, but I thought they were I thought they were still enthusiastic uh, I, I felt like there was a sense that they felt like the worst in regard to the outside noise is mm-hmm. which we they kept referring it to was behind them uh, so yeah I, I thought that was probably the biggest positive uh, the defense looked strong of course which we expected Um Offent the bad. I would start with the, <laughs> with the <laughs> offense, um, which is not good. Uh, you know, as you guys, I'm sure have discussed. Mm-hmm. You know, we there are five scholarship quarterbacks, and you know, we just saw you know, what was it, 45 minutes a day. You know, yeah. not not a lot of team action. So, you know, I can't say authoritatively. You know, who was the best guy out there? But I didn't see an obvious front runner uh, among those five. And um, you know, when you Go through fifteen practices, and the starting quarterback
3: doesn't begin to emerge. That's that's concerning. Yeah, you you talked about the spirit, and that's something you keep hearing with this team. Is it more of like they feel kind of backed into a corner with everything coming, like with all the outside noise, or is it just like this team genuinely really likes each other and they they're feeling, or are they fueled by something else? I
1: think it's a lot. It's a combination of things. I, I feel like they yes, they definitely feel backed into a corner uh, by the NCAA investigation by fans reaction on social media by, you know, start some, uh, predictions are starting to come in. You know, this team doesn't have high expectations as opposed to last year. Um, also I think, you know, when Jane Daniels transferred, um, you know, there was a video that popped up, oh, of, yeah. you know, it, which was really bad. Uh, it was a bad look. Uh, so I think there's maybe some overcompensation as far as that goes to show like, Hey, we're together. We got this. Um, and like I said, I feel like they think that you know what I don't have to worry about my coordinator or my position coach losing his job because you know the NCAA investigation is going to uncover something else. I feel like that they think that that part of it is is
0: is in the rearview mirror. We've talked about expectations kind of a lot on the show uh, before Emory. We're hovering around six wins. <laughs> you talked a little bit beforehand that the expectation now with Emory in here is that he'll get to a bowl game. Uh, what are your expectations? For Emory Jones and for just this ASU football team in general,
1: it's a little bit difficult to say because there are different levels to it. One, it's not ideal to have a quarterback come in. Let's see, he'll be on campus. He should be on campus any day now Mm -hmm. in May. Have to win over the locker room, gel with the receivers. Learn the offense and be ready, uh, you know, for the home opener in, mm-hmm. in September. That that's not ideal. That's not a long. That's not a long time. And when you think about, you know, Paul Tyson, the Alabama transfer, Trenton Borgay, who's been around the program for uh, three years already. You know, they ha- they've ha- they've gone through 15 practices, so they have a head start. Um, am I suggesting that that Emory is not the number one? <laughs> no, I, I don't think you bring a guy in this late without saying he's the projected starter. But what we know about him is this. At Florida, uh, he started in the SEC. That's a bonus. Check that box. He can play at a, at a decent level. Uh, they didn't have the best record. The coach got fired. That's not so good. Uh, his per, his completion percentage was pretty good. Um, he runs the ball. He's a dual threat, and I think that's the biggest positive for him mm. is he can extend plays. Um, when things break down, and they often do in, college, in any level of football, he can still uh, move the chains, and I think that's the biggest positive. You know, he had some accuracy issues with, as far as interceptions go, ball security. So that'll be one thing. He seems like a great kid, a great leader. Uh, so you know, th- I think that's a, a decent starting point. Um, but it's really going to be on him to see how much he can, how quickly he can pick things up and get things moving.
4: Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, he, he's not going to be a lot of. There's been a lot made of kind of the the receiving core. Um, obviously, <laughs> lack Cameron. Jo-
3: what lack thereof? Yeah, yeah, lower lack thereof. Yeah.
4: Um, obviously, Cameron Johnson. He's coming. He's, um, I guess, expected to be a play a relatively large role. But outside of him, obviously, with the loss of Ricky, where do you expect kind of that help in the receiving game to come from?
1: I don't have an answer to that yet. Um, <laughs> you know, and we didn't, I mean, when you first asked about spring practice, we didn't talk about what happened after spring practice, you know, uh, with the transfer portal. You know, at, at spring practice, looking at the team, even with the concerns at quarterback, I thought, okay, I'm looking at a team that could, at maybe reach a bowl game. I felt like that was maybe the ceiling. Hmm. Um, you know, when then when Ricky Pearsall left, their leading receiver, Ellie Bunkley-Shelton left, um, you know, Ari Gentry left, Jermaine Lole. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, now you're getting down to that, you know, three or four wins. It's an endless endless right. <laughs>
3: Elijah Badger. <laughs> um,
1: so the receivers, and, and I got to be honest, I wasn't sure. I mean, we've been hearing the Emory Jones rumors for a while. Mm-hmm. Ever since he entered the transfer portal in March. What do you sell a quarterback on if you don't if yeah. you don't have any receivers? Like come here and yeah we'll, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get you some receivers. We don't have them in place yet. So I give Arizona State credit there. Um Cameron Johnson obviously has done it. I think that'll translate. But as you mentioned, they they really, really need Elijah Badger to Take the step that everyone has expected him to take since he arrived.
3: Yeah, he he looks so so good in space when he gets there. It's just a matter of getting him there. But going back to the quarterback thing, it it was a little strange because we were talking about it on the show like two months ago when I forget what the quote was, but somebody said that the quarterback might not be here yet. and Herms said how's Erm. Yeah. 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 Herms, <laughs> yeah. So was it did they like when the quarterback battle was going on between Tyson and Bourget, was it like they were actively seeking one. Were they not happy with what was going on? What was that process like? The well, just that quote uh, in general. Yeah. He said that after the first spring <laughs> <Yeah. of> practice.
1: <laughs> it wasn't like midway through or at the yeah. end. He said it after the first one, so he wasn't sure, you know, going into spring if the guy was there. Um, which to me, I would I was, su- I, I love his honesty. I mean, mm-hmm. as a reporter, you love when coaches are honest. I was just really, really surprised that he, he said that publicly because. It became the theme of, of spring, you yeah. know, is the quarterback here. Um so yeah, and, and I think I think really what it mounted what it came down to is I felt like after he said that, the spring was basically a tryout for Paul Tyson. Mm-hmm. Cause they knew what they had in Trenton, um, knows the offense. Yeah. But I feel like if 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 they really were going to consider Trenton for that starting job, and he may be the best guy, I don't know, that they would have been a little bit more confident uh in in placing him at the forefront. But yeah, I mean, I I don't, I I still think Paul Tyson, uh, you may have the best upside of the guys in place, uh, given the fact that he's big, and you got to keep in mind that these are, you know, it's a pro. I don't know if you've ever heard, but ASU has an NFL <laughs> oh, pro model. style, pro style Yeah, model? yeah, wow. yeah I don't know. If yeah, that's I think it's the, the NFL. first time you that. That's why that we that bring quiet. Doug on. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what did he tell us? <laughs> Maybe you know something about that NFL. Coach. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you're talking. You have three former NFL coaches on staff. You know, so the size sticks out. You know, he's more of a pro style guy. So, um, you know, before Emory, I felt like he might have been the guy. But, you know, I don't know if you bring in a guy this late and and not give him the job. Yeah, Yeah.
0: 100 percent. You bring up the the NFL model thing. And I kind of want to get into the the whole Ray Anderson side of things for for, for (laughs) for a second. Uh, We've talked about it on the show, whether it translates to football, to basketball, just kind of the revenue sports at ASU. What, I I guess, what is Ray doing uh, with the program in terms of elevating it? Because it it feels like ever since Herm was brought in, it's gone on kind of a downward spiral.
1: Yeah, Um, a lot of people are upset with Ray Anderson right now. Uh, And I think you have to start with just before all this happened uh, with the football program you know, Ray is very well respected in the, in the Pac-12, not only in the Pac-12, but in college athletics. I mean, I don't know if he, how, I don't, I don't know how big of a candidate he was for the ACC commissioner's job, but I do know he was linked to it. Um, you know, there was talk that when Larry Scott stepped down, you know, Ray Anderson might be his replacement. So, I mean, when, when the Pac-12 paused football in 2020, because for COVID reasons or fall sports, you know, Larry Scott was up there Ray Anderson was right beside him on that Zoom call. So he has he's done a lot of great things within the conference. Um, at ASU, he is, you know, brought back minor sports. You know, the facilities have been upgraded. Um, so he's done some great things. Baseball has been ongoing, that issue. I mean, up, or trying to get that back to where it was in, during the glory days. ASU basketball, uh, you know, is is ASU basketball. It's always been what it is right now. Mm-hmm. It's always been what Bobby Hurley did, you know, positioning the program, uh, you know, for three NCAA tournaments. Had it not been stopped that year mm-hmm. for COVID, uh, that was kind of the outlier for ASU basketball. Uh, but football is where you know it comes down to yeah. with the Ray conversation, Ray Anderson conversation boils down to football, and he took a chance, as you guys know, bringing in Herm Edwards. Uh, you know, to kind of say, okay, we're here. We need to go here. This is the guy to do it. And it's backfired tremendously. Yeah. And, um, I, I think they're, they're hiding from that a little bit. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, Ray hasn't been made available. I mean, I know I've tried to talk to him a couple of times and, you know, I've asked him face to face and I've made requests and, um, just hasn't, haven't gotten, uh, anywhere with that. So, I understand why people are down right now. It's 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 not a good time for Arizona State sports.
4: Yeah, he um he had made a comment at one point about how in regards to his thoughts on NIL, that they weren't going to focus on that. They were going to try and make this a school that was prepping guys to get to the NFL. Do you think that a program like this can be successful when that is the mindset going into it? I think it's difficult. I think some can. I think
1: Stanford can. Uh, you know, possibly Notre Dame. I mean, I think there are some, uh, programs across the country that can, uh, I think when Ray Anderson made that statement, uh, on the radio, you know, he was taking the lead of the guy, of his boss, Michael Crow. And Michael Crow has always kind of taken an approach like, you know what, we're going to do things a certain way. We're not going to pay crazy salaries like they do, uh, in the SEC. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but I think in 2015 or so, um, Arizona State gave Mike Norvell, who was the offensive coordinator then, uh, gave him a raise, and he was making nine hundred thousand dollars before bonuses. I mean, that was mind blowing for yep. Arizona State. Uh, no coach has approached the no assistant coach anyway at Arizona State has approached that uh, since. So, you know, I think Ray was just kind of following the lead of his boss. You know, Mike, Michael Crow kind of set that out there, that agenda, and I think everyone kind of fell in line and didn't really understand how quickly this was moving and in what direction it was moving.
3: Yeah. Well, I hate doing this, even though I love doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you realistically think the win total is at for this football team this year?
1: I'll go back to what you said. Um, I, I told I talked to a coach um, out in that area of the country about Emory Jones not too long ago, and I said, well, what, what can we expect? And he goes, he'll, he'll get you to a bowl game. So as the roster is right now, I, I would put it right around that six or seven mm-hmm. win mark. Um, I think a lot depends on whether Jermaine Lole returns. Uh, if he does, that defense could be really good. Yeah. Um, obviously, there are concerns in the secondary, but you know that, they could be really good defensively. Um, from what I'm hearing, Jermaine is a very attractive uh, person on the transfer market right now for obvious reasons, so it'll be interesting if Arizona State can keep him here. Um, you know, And they still need... I, I would think at least two receivers, and I don't know what options they're going to have at this point. There are still some guys in the transfer portal.
4: They may have to go junior college, uh, which makes things a little bit more difficult. But mm-hmm. that—that's probably where I would start. You, you mentioned the the secondary. Um, that was one thing I wanted to ask you about. Was there anybody that you've seen that's kind of stuck out to you from the secondary? Because obviously, there's a lot of turnover there. Or is it kind of just a. Uh, a mess well,
1: still. No, yeah. Um, Isaiah Johnson. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember him. A couple years ago, he was the highest rated recruit, mm-hmm. I think, in the 2021 class, 20, 21, class, 20 yeah. 20, 20, yeah. I think. Um, and didn't play it all last year. <laughs> I mean, I think he played <laughs> in two games. It's like, what happened to Isaiah Johnson? He just was not a factor. I mean, he was just, you had to look for him at every practice just to make sure he was still on the team. Um, and then all of a sudden, I was standing out there to practice and, gosh, we were maybe practice four or five I just noticed him like yelling and talking to Marvin Lewis, uh, showing a lot of enthusiasm. And I remember telling someone like, "That's the first time I've noticed Isaiah Johnson. I think since he arrived, mm-hmm. and ever since then, he, you know, he started going up the depth chart a little bit and started looking like the player that you know they recruited yeah. that we expected to see." So it, I would start with him. I still don't know if he's going to start because they brought in some transfers, um, and you know, on the back end, uh, probably Corey Bethley from the the guy from uh, Hawaii. You could tell he's played. Um, you know, all conference pick in the Mountain West. Uh, you know, he carried himself pretty well in, during the spring. I thought.
0: Yeah, we've talked a lot about the the transfers for ASU football. ASU basketball got themselves <laughs> uh, quite a boatload of transfers. What do you think is the biggest move uh, for Bobby Hurley's team so far?
1: Uh, I really like the point guard from Michigan, Frankie, Frankie Collins. Car- yeah, uh, Frankie Collins. Yes. Um, you know, from what. I've been told, I mean, he was in line to possibly start for them yeah. next year. Uh, a tough kid, um, and I think he could do a lot of different things. My my fear with the basketball transfers, <laughs> and it, it's always this way um, under Bobby, is Bobby, as we all know, lets his guards play with a yeah. lot of freedom. Mm. And I feel like, I'm sure what they do, I would do this if I were them, is I'd put on a film or a video of Remy Martin and say, look, look look what we let our guards do. Mm -hmm. I would not show them an Alonzo Verge video. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I I think when you're in basketball, I think it's different than football. When basketball players transfer, they're making a decision like, I need to, I need to get to the league. What's the best way to, 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 you know, increase my NBA potential? And you want to go to a place where you can score. Okay. So if you bring in 3 4 transfers, I think they all you're like I'm going to get my points here. And you know, and that's been kind of a problem for for Bobby is the okay, we get you need players, you need talent, you get mm-hmm. them here, but at the same time you need guys to accept their roles. And I think particularly in the backcourt you can kind of see that struggle kind of unfold a little bit about, you know, who's going to look for their shot and who's going to look to
3: get others involved. Yeah, it sounds a lot like something that happened last yeah. year. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I, I'm such a big fan of the idea of bringing everyone yeah. in and then you see it kind of happen. Uh, I, I'm excited for this team, especially Frankie Collins, because, you know, you're getting a good player when the team at tra- the school that he transferred from's fans are cursing at him yeah. because they want him to stay. Yeah. So I'm excited for that and then you get a true 7-footer in Warren Washington. W- what have you heard about him and some of the other guys? You know what? Probably with Warren the thing that stands out to me the most is I've heard he's a great passer. Mm. Um
1: which which is good. Um you know, obviously he has uh, yeah, I think I heard Bobby say the other day that uh, maybe he was an upgrade over Jalen Graham. Did you guys hear that? Oh, yeah, I, that would surprise me because I thought Jalen was one of the turned into one of the better front court second players. Half of yeah, last, season, yeah, yeah, he was the second half of last season. He really was. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you get a big guy. I mean, that's always been kind of the problem for Arizona State under Bobby. Is you know he could get guards. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. But to get the front court players, and that's why Jalen Graham was such a big loss. Uh, but yeah, I think he's. He's a big. He's a big um, get for them. Uh, it sounds like he's good near the basket. He has a nice touch, but really, um, you know, just the passing, the moving the ball, I think will help. And you know, the Cambridge brothers, we haven't mentioned mm, them yet. Yeah. Uh, I think they can help in a lot of ways. Desmond obviously is a scorer. Um, you know, I talked. I had a great conversation with his dad, and he said he's the type of kid who uh, has never met a shot he didn't like. Um, <laughs> I told that to Desmond. Desmond didn't really appreciate that. <laughs> um, he didn't. He didn't take that as a compliment, but. A guy who, uh, I mean, just the way he elevates off his shot maybe is kind of reminds might remind people of Torian Graham. Do you remember him a few mm-hmm. years back? Uh, you know, maybe he won't shoot quite as much, but also Devin, oh, uh, he's my
3: X factor this year.
1: I I would I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, nicknames Bounce Man, incredible athlete, uh, but I think it depends if if he comes and wants to play a certain role. I think it could be really really good for
4: Arizona State if he comes
1: and wants to average fifteen points.
4: I'm I'm not sure how that's yeah. going to work. Mm-hmm. There's I mean you mentioned a lot of names right there that were just transfers and obviously you yeah. have a lot of <laughs> a lot of guys that are coming back. Do you think I I know he was a little tight-lipped on it the other day, but you think he he might go a little deeper into his rotation than he normally does? Do you think we might see some people redshirt like cuz you got a lot of young guys like Jemiah, Enoch that it's kind of hard to see where they fit into this now with all of the, all of the new acquisitions.
1: No, that's a great question. Uh, I don't think anyone will, will redshirt. Um, I, I just think unless you're a freshman coming in and you understand that you're going to have to wait, sit, and mm-hmm. I, I just think those days are gone. Uh, I think you risk losing them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Jemaya is interesting. I thought last year, in the beginning of the season, I thought when, when Marcus Bagley was playing, I thought he was Arizona State's second best pro prospect. Not, not saying he could reach that level, yeah. Yeah. but he's long. Um, you know, he has some skills. I, I just thought they, you know, it, I got. It just seemed like for a while. I think I don't know. I'm not. I'm going to mess up these numbers, but it seemed like two thirds of the shots that he was taking through the first fifteen games of the season was from three. He was the best athlete on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to find a better way to use him. I thought. I'm really intrigued on how what what growth comes from Jemaya, Enoch. Um, I don't I don't know what to make of him yet. You know, I don't know if <laughs> he's going to gonna <laughs> be, turn in, turn into an all-conference guy in a couple years or if he's always going to be in foul trouble. Yeah. Uh but I mean, there's things
3: to work with there. Yeah. He's so young. He's he is. so young. Uh He classified up, which yeah, people forget. Yeah. The the Jemiah thing was really interesting last year because it was a guy that kind of found his way into a lot of playing time and as you mentioned, really raw We we talked about the deeper rotation a little bit, but like are these guys going to be okay with sitting behind do you think is this kind of the no <laughs> like I, I'm just a little worried about how like we talked about too many cooks scoring wise but getting playing time Bobby doesn't reach into his bench and I know it's kind of repeating the question but I'm just a little worried about what is going to come of these guys that aren't going to get playing time yeah um we haven't even talked about Austin Nunez yet yeah or Marcus Bagley yeah <laughs> <But> of course
1: <laughs> I mean if you talk I mean I and I, people ask me about Marcus all the time and I I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea if he'll be, I mean, it sounds like he's progressing, but I mean, what has he played 15 games in two years? I just don't know what to expect from him at this point. Um, hopefully he gets his knee straight and he, you know, he can contribute. Um, yeah. it's Last year I thought they needed a, another point guard. Mm. Um this year, I think they have two, um, with Frankie and Austin Nunez. Uh, I've heard different things about Austin about whether he's—I mean, I know he can score, but he might be more of a combo guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, DJ Horn, obviously, we know what he
3: can do. You know, Luther Muhammad—I I don't know where he fits. Yeah, that, that's the one person that Bobby didn't talk about. Like, yeah. th- we, we covered almost everybody at the presser, but he didn't talk about Luther. He gets lost. Yeah, I—I I, I st- I mean, I think he's still going to contribute in yeah. the way that he does, just hard defense and playing, but. There's just so many people that can get played. Well,
1: I mean, I think Luther's a guy that needs to embrace, like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play defense. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to take the best guard on the other team and I'm going to make his night miserable. You know, and and that should be his role. But, you know, that's people don't, guys don't want to hear that. I mean, they they really don't. (laughs) He
3: seems kind of like the player that would accept that, though. I remember that video that went viral when he was at Ohio State with Colin Sexton, I believe, Mm -hmm. when he was like, uh, Lance Steven sing him with blowing into his ear or whatever he's doing. I love it.
0: It's great. Going, Kind of going around the room real quick, kind of want to get all your guys' opinion, but like, is this a must-get-to-the-tournament kind of year for Bobby? Because there was a lot of questions about his longevity here at ASU early on last season with how poorly they started. Shane, I'll start with you. Is this a must-get-to-the-tournament kind
3: of year you think for Bobby? Uh, probably just because it's this is like He's he kind of he hasn't really been defending himself. People like me have been defending him with the (laughs) this is weird, the COVID years, the injuries, like all of the stuff has happened in the past three years. Put over two years, push it all away. And he even said that in the press conference. Like now things are feeling more normal. He's doing the camp again. Like everything feels a little more normal. So there's no excuses now barring anything injury wise. So I think so, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it's another mediocre season and he sticks around.
4: Yeah.
3: John? Um yeah, I think, I mean, I
4: for the exact thing Shane said, the excuses that are, have kind of been built in the last couple of years are gone. Um, I think when you have, a, you're badly supposed to be back, you get a guy like Frankie Collins, the talent is there for them to be successful. And so I feel like he has to do something with it. Um, I, yeah, I, I feel like the expectation has to be the tournament this year. Yeah. What do, do you think,
0: think, Doug?
1: It, it does. It, you know, just coming off the COVID year, which was a mess, but they did have talent. Uh, and then, you know, I, I give them credit. Things could have really bottomed out last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they were they were heading they that did. direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, it did not look good. Late December, early January. They turned it around and then threw it all the way in in Vegas, but uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: So yeah, I, I do think, and I think Bobby would even say so that this mm-hmm. is a big year for him. I, I don't know if the athletic department is in position to make any sort of move if he doesn't,
3: but um, yeah, they they need to get back to that level for sure. I've never felt as nauseous as I did after James Keefe threw in that game winner.
4: Yeah, we I remember Shane and I sat there for like a solid. 15 seconds just staring (laughs) off into the distance and they're like, okay, but now I have to work. I'm like trying to bring this show together. You guys are just (laughs) staring off into the abyss,
0: just like crying. It was one of those things where you thought, okay, this isn't going to happen. This isn't good, but they're not going to
1: lose. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, it's getting way too close, but it's they're not going to lose and it's like, they okay, they just lost.
4: <laughs> yeah, it just it was like a horror movie. You could just you could you could see it coming, but you just didn't want to believe it. It was, it was like
0: right. 14 what was a 14 point lead with 3 minutes ago.
3: Uh, all I know is yeah. the game felt completely over when Kamani ended somebody's life and they yeah. went up oh, by yeah. like 15. but I think
4: that, I mean, I think that's kind of why they ended yeah. up
0: losing. They lost their focus. That was their last uh, bucket of the game. The last <laughs> bucket of the season was that Kamani dunk. Wow.
4: Um, oh God <laughs>
0: May and I'm still sad.
4: <laughs> speaking of Kamani though, obviously a guy that was a leader on this team, you're losing Jay Heath, you're losing um Jalen. Jalen, like where and you don't know what's going we're gonna get from Bagley. If Bagley doesn't play or he's not there at the beginning of the season, where do you think the leadership from uh, player wise comes from?
1: Well, see, that's the issue with the the whole transfer era that yeah. we're in is things are just turning over all the time. If if Luther sticks around and, and buys into his role, I think and would natu- I think he would be a natural fit mm-hmm. for that. Um, I know he's well respected, um, or he was last year within the within the, among the coaching staff within the locker room. I think it would it would be he would I think he would be the first guy to come to mind. Um, you know, maybe DJ Horn could could fit into that. I think as well. Um, trying to think who else has been around. I, I would start definitely with Luther, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Luther was always the guy that I saw getting up shots after games yeah. at, at DFA last year. I could definitely see that.
0: They're always, I feel like just over the course of the last handful of seasons, though, they're always used to having Kamani there. Yeah. They're always yeah. used
3: to and at least Bobby having. Said. Yeah.
1: And Kamani's a perfect example of what we were just talking about. A guy who, you know, he had those same, I want to I score. I mean, I remember his sophomore season. I think it was the beginning of the sophomore season. We went over. And Bobby opened up practice for a little bit. It was before the season started. And my biggest takeaway is, wow, Kamani is really being aggressive with his shot. And, you know, I just never saw Kamani as that leading scorer yeah. type guy. And even last year when they started off, I even wrote something at The Athletic that said, you know, Kamani's playing great, but he can't be your your leading yeah. scorer. He yeah. can't be that guy. And to Kamani's credit, he embraced his role, and he was really good for them. And, you know, he's going to be hard to replace. No one's talking about, you know, losing Kamani, but... Just for everything that he did, he was low maintenance. They didn't have to call plays for him, uh, and yet he still found ways to produce. That's hard to replace.
0: Yeah, Yeah, 100%. We talked a lot about collegiate basketball, ASU basketball, but the NBA playoffs are going on right now, and the DraftKings Sportsbook app is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Sean, what do we call that? Free money. And there's not a lot of free money we going gotta, on. we got to
3: throw that, way, that word away, that phrase away. Why? But I mean, when you're a promo yeah, like I this, know, it but literally still it's just, is free money. It, it, it literally is free money. It is. Well, the team that you bet on has to win. So that's,
0: uh, Yeah, I, I guess that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's no risk money. Yeah, there you go. And right now, all customers can place a same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Now, the Bucks and Celtics are back in action. Um, the Warriors and Grizzlies are back in action. You got anything, Shane? That Feed you me saying? all
3: the Grayson Allen points. Stop it. I'm, 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 I'm. That's so disgusting. <laughs> Is that
0: you eating Grayson mm-hmm. Allen points? I
3: I mean I, I I bet on Dylan Brooks today and Grayson Allen on the on our bet show. Hate both of them. Um, <laughs> they're both very dirty little stinkers, but I still think they're gonna score a lot of points. Feed me all the Al Horford rebounds and assists.
0: <laughs> I hate that pick so
4: much. I hate it so much. I gave you good reason for it. Doug, are you a big betting guy?
1: Not really, no. Um, I, my friends and I we go to Vegas every so often. There I am, but not so much. Who do you think is going to win this, yeah, this series in the
3: Eastern Conference?
1: Uh, you mean like the, who's going to come out?
3: The I, Bucks and Celtics series.
1: Okay. Um, I, I was
3: going to say Boston, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that series is getting weird. It's That's it's really the, weird. it's the most entertaining series. I would say. I think Drew Holiday is just on another level right yeah. now defensively. He's making Marcus Smart look like he shouldn't have won the DPOY.
0: I think going mm-hmm. into the playoffs, I think the West was the favorite to have the NBA a champion. After watching the playoffs, I feel like it's the East. I feel like the East has the edge now. Especially after watching what the Heat did to the
4: Sixers. I could see any of the three teams that are left in the East winning the, the finals for sure. It's tough. It's tough if you're a Suns
0: fan. But, again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. It's 21+. plus. an only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. A minimum of a $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for totally details. True. As
3: you would say, you speak fallacy. Right now Why? on DraftKings, Golden State is the favorite now, and the Suns are the second are they? favorite. Yep.
0: Yeah, but I, I, just, Boxer, I just Heat
3: and I like Celtics. the heat,
0: honestly. I I hate it because Mike Luke said it when say, we were in Vegas, but after watching the heat and what Jimmy Butler's dude, okay, been on lately,
3: look, Sean could lock up Harden right now. I would I would disagree. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But but uh, You haven't seen me put The deep. Sixers The Sixers make everybody look good right now with the hobbled and Beat. I don't think so. Eh, it is what it is. But today is Friday the
0: 13th, the unluckiest day of the year we always talk about asu and arizona sports being just unlucky in general mm. um so i've concoct- is that a crutch what i feel like we just use it
4: as a crutch unlucky is them being lucky yeah. and not just bad? i don't know i chalk up everything just bad. <laughs> and no no this is this is
0: my my motto in life it, it wasn't always but after living in indiana um Anything That's bad unlucky. that happens, anything bad that happens to you, just chalk
3: it up as being unlucky. Mm. So living in Indiana, unlucky? Uh, very unlucky.
4: <laughs> very, especially during wintertime. Very, very. <laughs> Getting unlucky. offered a job and then accepting it and willingly move to. All right, hold, hold, on, hold okay. on.
1: I'm from Indiana, so <laughs> let's just
0: cut Indiana the slander. Yeah. Indiana slander. But you're here now. I am here now. Yes. Do all you my
1: want fam- my, my all my family's still in Indiana, but what, I am here now.
0: Would you ever leave to go back?
1: Probably, yeah. Really? Even with the wind. Yeah, just to be around family. I feel like That's when you're,
4: you're from the Midwest, you always there's a part of you that always wants to be back in the Midwest. I can't relate. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> we have just kind of
1: taken a U-turn here. We? <laughs> so we,
4: welcome <laughs> to, welcome to Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so, yes, Friday the 13th, unluckiest day of the year, ASU unlucky. I have crafted up three hypothetical situations um, that would be very unlucky for Arizona State Athletics. Um, and I'm got, a little worried. Yeah, so Situ- am I. I was gonna say I'm nervous. Situations for all three of you, one of one for each. And you're gonna try and talk your way out of this very unlucky situation. So, Sean, I'm gonna start with you. Oh God.
4: <laughs> I'm a guinea pig.
0: So I'm AS- not good at bullshitting. ASU softball is I having do. its best season oh, in boy. recent memory. Trisha Ford just won Pac 12 Coach of the Year and is wanting to be the highest paid coach at ASU. She will retire otherwise. You can either let her retire and let the program decline. Or you can make her the highest paid coach by firing two other head coaches at ASU. Oh, oh What are you doing and who are you firing?
4: <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> wow. So. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> I mean, one person has the contract where you can just fire them.
4: Yeah. I mean, I feel like you kind of have to fire Herm in that situation, <laughs> considering how things have gone with the football program. Um, boy. Um if we rewind this about 5 months <laughs> fire ctt because she was going to retire anyway that would have looked
3: horrible though you can't do that
4: um i don't see i want to keep her but i don't i guess you kind of have to fire bobby too like who else no, you, who else can you fire you're firing your two revenue who else can you fire in this situation who who else has enough? who else is making enough money that you can fire them and make up the money that you would need to make to pay coach ford I don't know how the they And is. They're the only two, like, all the other coaches are performing incredibly well. Or you have Coach Nat- Natasha Adair, who hasn't done
3: anything yet. So, like... That's just mean. Or who, you let her, her
0: retire. You for- or you let her retire.
3: Yeah, but softball is getting... Go get Bob Bowman a job somewhere else. Really? <laughs> You're firing
4: Bob? Oh, no, I don't want to, but... <laughs> who, I mean, <laughs> set him up somewhere else. <laughs> this is uh, an unlucky situation. That's what I'm saying! <laughs> is it's an unlucky,
3: unlucky situation. Final answer, Sean.
4: Uh, Yeah, that's my final answer. You're firing Bobby. Fire Bobby and earn the Q coach forward. I mean, there's a chance that at the end of the season you're doing it anyways, so. Jeez. Okay. I think that would go over well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shane, you're up next.
4: Fantastic. ASU football
0: has a new quarterback in Emory Jones. Or so you thought. Jones decides he's staying at ASU, but only if he can change positions. Let's go. Jones showed his talent on the ground at Florida and wants to be a running back.
3: He doesn't care if he starts or not. What are you doing? I'm, well... I'm bringing back Chip Trainum to teach how to teach Daniel and Gotta play linebacker. linebacker. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having that. And, and Tyson and Borgay are doing a dual quarterback. We're running a wishbone, and the center can either snap it to the left or right. So you've and got you gotta add linebacker. Yep, just right out the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about this. He's like, what if Emory
0: Jones comes in and wants to be a running back? So who's starting a running back? Emory, Emory Jones. Or Xavier? You're starting Emery Jones with oh, Canadian no, Valday.
3: No. Chip Trainum is teaching Xavier Valade how to play a <laughs> linebacker. That <laughs> I could see. Yeah, and Daniel Ngata is is uh is running they're, they're two he's our third down running so back. So
4: Chip Trainum is is simultaneously playing for Ohio State He's and just came, I'm is just a giving him a call coach just, just, for, just, just a, a quick.
3: Yeah. Just a favor. I'm sure I'm
4: sure Ohio State would feel real good about that. Yeah. You could do it over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Honestly, that's good answer. Good on good answer. Yep. All right, Doug. Here we go. We got ASU men's basketball coach Bobby Hurley announcing his retirement. No, the last see, couple I of seasons have just been too much to handle, and he's done. Players are looking to transfer, and everything feels like it's falling apart. How do you solve the situation?
4: <laughs> <It's like> the <laughs> All of ours was like ran was like random, like Coach Ford and and Emery Jones to be a running back. It's like here's a real situation. <laughs> Let's solve it.
1: Okay, I would build an arena or. or announce plans to build an arena. to that try has to,
3: working water to yeah. and
1: electricity. <laughs> to try to change Bobby's mind. That would be the first thing I would do. Um And if that didn't work, I guess... Are you saying, like, go, who would I go out and...
0: Yeah, put? who are we poaching?
1: <laughs> I would have said Todd Golden at, at San Francisco, but I don't think there's any chance that he's uh coming from, from Florida. You know, yeah, I would probably... If I can't change Bobby's mind with a new arena... I would probably call Diedrich Taylor at mm. Cal State Fullerton, who has done some good things there.
0: Out of all of the three, he's the only one that said he was gonna try and change the person's mind. You just immediately gave in to the question. <laughs> well, You're like Ford, I gotta fire somebody. A, <laughs> coach
4: Ford, based on what's happened this year, deserves to be the highest paid coach in, in the country. So I'm not how am I gonna say no? You don't deserve it?
0: I, I mean she definitely deserves to be paid more than what she is. But Yeah, so I don't know what you want from me. It it is what it is. All I'm saying is we are the only Arizona sports, what did you say, media outlet that's going to be asking random questions (laughs) like this, hypotheticals, on Friday the 13th. Um, If you're not already, head to go and become a member of the family because you're going to get either a free t-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents. Just for signing up, not to mention, we got some great hats. Are they still technically new hats, guys? Why do you ask this yeah, once ask a Because it hey, it's true. I feel like
3: after a
4: certain amount of time, they're not new
3: hats. They're anymore. not new hats until we... The, the only time they're not new hats is when we release a new hat.
4: So if we don't release another hat for a year, they're saying they're not new hats. I say they're not new anymore. Okay. They're well, a staple of the PHNX Just locker. go get
0: a PHNX hat. Dad hat, trucker hat. Snap bag Snap hat. Back. Literally all the hats. Again, head over to gophnx.com today and become a member of the family. You're going to get either a free t-shirt from the locker or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. And while you're becoming a member for us, you should also definitely go sign up and subscribe to all the great content that Doug Holler is putting out. Um, do you have anything in the works, Doug? Anything new?
1: Uh, yeah, well, um, the summer is always... You know, kind of. It, well, usually, it slows down. It has it slowed down. So there, I do have some projects that will come up here shortly. I can't like divulge them yet uh, because I don't know for sure when they're going to run. Um, and then some football stuff for next week, just some some roster stuff. Yeah. So
0: Doug always got, always has some top tier content. So definitely, again, go subscribe to the Athletic. Uh, it, the only place you can get Doug's content, unless he's popping up on our show. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to our final final topic of the day of the week. We've got Hot or Not no. is what it's normally called, but Shane has a new title for today.
3: It's Hot or Not. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank <laughs> so, you. So, Doug, what we normally do is Leah our producer will give us three <laughs> random topics that none of us really know what they are. Um and we're just going to go around the room, usually not in any orderly fashion, <laughs> um and if you like them or if you don't and try and defend it.
3: Is it hot or is it not? Yeah, pretty much.
2: Do you like it or not? <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So the first topic is so the Kentucky Derby was last week. We're in the middle of like horse racing season. So I don't want to say horse racing hot or not because I already know that Shane's <laughs> gonna immediately say hot because of the betting aspect. So not no, horses. horses
3: are beautiful. Not so not horse
2: not horse racing itself, but like Derby culture. Hot oh. or not? <laughs>
3: Uh, Derby culture—it feels forced, so I'm gonna say not freezing cold. Actually, I hate it. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan. Lukewarm to me. Derby culture, I as in like it. I also just the hate. Attire? I hate big hats, so I think that's yeah. what, why I hate like it. The
2: attire, the drinks, like just how everyone goes.
3: I mean, I would go. Like I'm not saying I wouldn't, but I don't think I'm dressing up in like a a big hat. Yeah, like suspenders, and I
4: <laughs> would rather. I would rather. <sighs> Play the electric ponies at stop
0: in
3: it. Vegas. Stop it.
4: <laughs> that's derby culture. I'm here for. Yeah, I'd rather play that than go see actual horses race. I'm indifferent. If ice I cold. never go to the Kentucky Derby, I'll be ice fine. cold.
0: I would no. I would want to go to the Kentucky Derby. I feel like that's a sporting event. Like if you work in sports, like there's a list of events that you want to go to. I definitely would like to go to the Kentucky Derby at least one time.
4: Like if it was free and I was in Kentucky, I'd go. But
3: I feel like I'm also just a little jealous that I'm not loaded. You can't just <laughs> go and sit in a box and throw money at a horse. <laughs> Well, see, I have some friends who
1: at- uh, attend derby parties and they do all that, the dressing mm. up and the hats. And, yeah, I don't get that at all. <laughs> but I do I do like the kind of the tradition of it. Um, you know, I think, you know, anything like that associated with a sporting event is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do know that I've never been to the derby, but my, I do have some college friends who have gone several years. And I can tell you. Their experience at the Derby is nothing like that. So, uh, just because of the pictures and the hats and everything you see, there's a whole different segment who are uh, experiencing that event in an
0: entirely different way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fair enough. Interesting. What do we got for topic number two, Leah?
2: All right, topic number two, and this one is courtesy of Petey this morning. Oh, Oh, boy. End credit scenes in movies. So
3: cold. Freezing whoa, whoa, cold. Whoa,
2: whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Why? Are we going just like any movie or are we talking specifically Marvel? Yeah, because we're doing Marvel, it's a
3: different animal. No, any, no, any that's movie. That's freezing cold too. No. What I, saw the, best, this I saw the best tweet that summed it up. Dudes will wait 20 minutes after a movie for somebody to pop on the screen and be like, I'm knocker. And everyone's like, oh my God. It's the worst. It's I'm terrible. A, I'm ashamed.
4: It, it is a, a uh. terrific marketing scene or marketing What is it? like? Because it automatically gets you excited for the next movie. You're wasting. It's 20 minutes. You're there anyways. B, give the people their flowers. People
3: do all this work that otherwise wouldn't get noticed. Okay, Sean. You're waiting in the credit. You're going to stare at the credits like you're not just on your phone. Well, first of all, we know Sean doesn't go to the movies anyway. No, I like the movies.
4: I'm I'm a big (laughs) Harkins guy. Um, But I think if you're a person that that like, you know, you're just some random like lighting guy that's – getting your first job in movies, it's probably a big deal when you see your name on the credit scene. You get to point it out to your family. Oh, so you're you're about watching the credit scene to get, like, to see the credit? I'm saying for the people that are that are listed in the credit scenes, it's probably a big deal to see their name in the credit scene. So for that reason, it's hot. Like, it's... Let people get their flowers. It's just extra... Con- like, you paid for it. Might as well just sit there for the extra clip. Like,
0: what do you... Like, it's 15, 20 minutes. Doug, defend that. me.
1: I, I, just, I thought it was cool initially, but since
0: then, it's kind of... It's died out. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It is what it is, man. I will say that the the new Doctor Strange movie is mid by itself. The post
4: credit scenes are also very mid. So oh no, after the last Spider-Man movie, the post credit scene got me hyped. So
0: Yeah.
4: What's the final topic, Leah?
2: All right. Last one, and I already know Shane's answer, but I'm just gonna go for it. Um <laughs> Apple Music. Ice hot cold. Or not?
4: Ice cold. Ice cold. Apple music is so bad in every way. Unless you're getting your your Ph and excitable podcast. No, you can get it on Spotify. Just download Spotify okay. get it okay. Just Download Apple Music, leave a five-star review see, for our podcast there, and then you, go to Spotify. You, and listen Come here right real there. fast.
3: So I don't I, – whatever, <laughs> you you're, whatever <laughs> you're most comfortable with, pause. Whatever you're most comfortable with, you use. I started on, on Apple Music. I bought iTunes. I did all that. I tried to switch over to Spotify briefly, but I'm used to the UI on Apple Music. So I use Apple Music, and you use Spotify, and that's okay. No, but don't attack me.
4: No, I'm going for, to attack see, you.
3: See, that's crazy to me. It's just use the thing that is better. <laughs> it is, it is,
4: Spotify looks better. It's it's more user friendly. I don't think it does. No, it's not. Uh, I like it Spotify is. way more than yeah. Apple Music. I think it's even close. Okay. And so I think you're objectively wrong.
3: See, that's that's that that, that that right there. Can't I will that. gatekeep music streaming have, services. That's crazy. Your music taste is mid. What do you think, Doug? Whoa. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I don't use Spotify. So I guess I'm all Apple Music.
2: <sighs> For the record, I use Apple Music as well.
3: I'm with you. It's Spotify all the way. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, we get the
4: Spotify wrapped at the end of the year. What do you get?
3: Apple Music has the same thing, which they ripped off of Spotify. Apple Music year interview or something. Yeah. Wow. It's the it's same way thing. It's way
4: worse. Spotify is like, you get to post it to your story. It's like a
3: cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's another thing. No,
4: oh, that, here no, we go. A...
3: No, 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 no. no. Back Hot. to me. Hot, Hot or not Hot. Topics, Hot. right here. Hot. Posting Hot. music Hot. to your story. Oh, no, no. Who the hell cares? No. no, no. I don't. Ooh, you listened to Kendrick Lamar. His new album came out last <laughs> night. Awesome. Everybody's listening to it. Fired God, up. it animates Leah, me so
4: much. Can we bring it back, it's please? It's so
3: pretentious.
4: No. I love it because I. Like my friends, okay, and I'm interested to see what their music taste is. So at the end of the year, why when don't they you post talk their... to
3: them? Why don't you just ask them what they're listening it's, to?
4: It's really because it, it's a random. You're not going to just
3: have that conversation, but it's interesting to be like you're oh, forcing it down my throat you were... when you're se- when you're showing what you're listening to on, on... just That's don't watch true. their stories. Yeah, or just swipe left. Yeah, well, still, it's you. I just well then never mind. We do this for a living, so I was going to say people people don't care what I think, but they do apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Doug, who are your your top three artists right now?
1: top 3 artists. Um gosh. Um well my daughter here, okay, right now I'm listening to Queen a lot.
4: Yes. Okay. Yes. Great choice.
1: Uh my daughter was just in a play and it was all Queen music, so That seems like an That's awesome play. That sounds that sounds like yeah, an awesome it was <laughs> it was really cool. So I've been listening a lot to Queen. Um what else did I listen to a lot to? I've always been a Metallica fan, so I listen to a lot of Metallica and I also Uh, just going back to my Indiana days, uh, I do have some country music roots, so I do listen to Garth Brooks.
3: Love it. Thunder rolls, baby.
0: We should have had him on the, the, the draft that we did with the snake drafting,
3: uh, music festival. That would have been good.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Anyways, that does it for our Friday fun day show today. If you enjoyed the content, you can follow us on social at phnx underscore sun devils, You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Doug at Doug Holler. You can follow Shane at Shane Dief. And you can follow Sean at Sean underscore Depaz. Gatekeeping music streaming services as always. We will be back Monday with a live show. But for now, peace.